0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Today, I have my friend and film collaborator, John Davies from Cinema Obscura. Uh, today, uh, John and I, we play, as you're probably seeing if you're watching this on YouTube right now, we play uh, the Clone Wars uh, on Star Wars Battlefront 2 a lot. Uh, and uh, Battlefront 2, ironically, is something that it didn't start out so well, but over time, it actually became something that is uh, a high quality game unfortunately it didn't get its second chance like star wars the clone wars did which began in a movie in 2008 the first film that wasn't released by um 20th century fox when they owned the rights to star wars or disney bought it but actually released by warner brothers studio and uh, the movie came out August 15th, 2008, and then later, on October 3rd, 2008, was the uh, very well-regarded Clone Wars television uh, series. So, uh, having said that, uh, what did you... Uh, you you uh, were kind of a big fan of the Clone Wars, I remember, and you were telling me to go see it, and then a friend of mine who's a former uh, fellow critic... Um, uh, he told me to go see it and then I finally checked out the show and I had to admit in the beginning of the show like the first season I'm like I really don't get the big deal behind this it's just a bunch of robots shooting at clones and exactly what I thought it was but then like halfway through the second season the show gets really good when you get introduced to Mandalore and sort of the whole backdrop behind that and you find out about the Darksaber and all these things you would see in the Mandalorian and it really kind of expands the Star Wars excuse me, the Star Wars universe in a way that the expanded universe used to do, but now this is sort of like the new canon. So how were you introduced, and how did you get into the Clone Wars television series?
1: Well, hey, Mike, thank you again for uh, having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Start there. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Well, yeah, dude, The oh, man, I've been a Star Wars fan since day one. You know, I was uh, pretty much born and raised on it. You know, 77, I was three years old, the first film came out, and I just fell in love, you know, and have the the backstory of the backstory fill in with the Clone Wars TV series is, I don't know, it was kind of awesome because, like you were saying, it just, like, it fills in the gaps and gives you a lot of the lore that you were just left to wondering after the movies, and especially after the prequels. Like, don't even, we're not even going to get started with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, it, like, it fills yeah. in a lot of the gaps and, you know, lets you... Know that these characters are like solid human beings, or you know, a race other than human, whatever it may be. But they're all like fully fleshed out. You know, the writers did a really good job making them full, full characters, and it's just oh man, thank you, Dave Filoni, like seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Dave Filoni had a lot on his plate because, like, when you think about the first Clone Wars movie. I mean, it was something I saw for the first time like two days ago because I watched the entire television series, which was mm-hmm. a lot of TV. You know, it's so like, much fun. Yeah, like that's God. Each season is about like twenty-two episodes, and then like the last two seasons, like uh, was maybe uh, thirteen episodes for one season, and then the final final season was twelve
1: episodes. Yeah, but yeah, that was like condensed in a bit, but yeah.
0: It was about, like, 100 episodes I watched.
1: There's a lot of material, and there's a lot of material you can just pass over, but there's little bits and pieces in there that, you know, build these characters up, Ahsoka especially. Mm. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that poor, that poor creature. Seriously.
0: Yes. Uh, oh, man. That, that poor Twi'lek. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's interesting. She was introduced in the movie, and, you know, she's kind of introduced in the middle of a battle, and... Or right before a battle and and Obi-Wan says to Anakin, this is going to be your new Padawan. Mm -hmm. Anakin's going, I don't want a Padawan. But, you know, he ends up taking her in and they kind of establish a connection for the movie a little too quickly. But in the show, that connection shows. Because the great thing about Ahsoka is the way they wrote her character was she was calm, patient, and empathetic like a Jedi. But she didn't get angry like Anakin did. Mm -hmm. And... She was also so, sub- but like Anakin, she also uh, was sort of a, for lack of a better terms, uh, a rebel, where she would kind of go her own way, make her own yeah. decisions, and really kind of put her own back on the line, which she doesn't have to, and get results. And that's why her and Anakin sort of got along so well. Um, yeah, and she was. And so- I think- go
1: ahead. I say was, I, was I, th- I want to say like one of the most important things about the Ahsoka character is that she's a, a kid when we when we're introduced to her. You know, she's a teenager. She's she's a child, and people forget that Star Wars is for kids. Yes. You know, like all of like I'm 45 years old and I'm in love with the series, but it's not for me anymore. You know what I mean? And they have they have Ahsoka there, and they have her like breathe life back into the series. Like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, it's for kids, and it, the generation of children or Kids that grew up with this, uh, they're, I mean, in my mind, they're like the luckiest that possibly could have been. (laughs) Like, seriously, they got the luckiest draw of the gambit, man, seriously.
0: The great thing about it is I think Ahsoka was a much better female character to look up to other than Rey, where Rey was meant to kind of bring in a different demographic and bring little girls into Star Wars, you know, where otherwise it was just sort of a sandbox for boys to play in. The problem was, though, is that with with, with Rey, there wasn't much to her character other than she didn't know who her parents were and she was sad about it. Otherwise, she was, she was, I mean, she was sort of a Mary Sue where she knew every single Force thing right off the bat before even having any training, before even becoming a Jedi. And there was nothing, there was no real obstacles for her to tackle she just sort of coasted along in those movies you just said about her parents that's it like she was like the thing with luke skywalker that made him dynamic was in the first film his aunt and uncle were killed and then he wound up in the middle of the universe and he uh you know blew up the death star and all that and then in the second film you know he finds out that darth vader's his father spoiler alert (laughs) and uh yeah and that uh, you know he gets his his hand chopped off, and you know he he, he gets he he gets uh, dragged through the muck. Mm-hmm. And the thing that was great about Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, without giving too much away before we go into spoilers, is that uh, much like Anakin, she sees sort of the hypocrisy
1: of the Jedi. She sees through all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she, I mean, she. Without, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers yet, but she, yeah, she just does not take anything from anybody. She sees through it. You know, she yeah. doubts Yoda, which is amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody doubts Yoda and she does it.
0: Yeah. And she even, she even <clears throat> kind of won, like, unlike Anakin, where he would get mad and irrational and emotional, she would stay calm when she would be upset and mm-hmm. figure her way out of the situation. But yeah, she would, like, be able to tell off Yoda or anyone else, even Mace Windu, who's just an enormous prick. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah and I, I think in a sense they are like a mirror image of the same character, just one has a filter and the other one doesn't. Yeah, you know, exactly. One of them one of them decides to think about what they're going to do first, and the other one just like goes ahead and does stuff. <laughs> you know? Yes. And Ahsoka benefits from like thinking through stuff, you know yeah anakin anakin obviously gets away with stuff because he's anakin and that's what he does but oh man if that kid could like think through some things before he just jumps in holy
0: smokes (laughs) he he, yeah anakin had so much potential Mm -hmm. and the the wonderful thing about the clone wars is that you they actually they did what george lucas lacked in his screenwriting which is they made these characters relatable like you actually like anakin skywalker in this series where uh in the movies you you know he was just kind of this whiny teenager that we all know yeah exactly you know? and after, i guess then go ahead
1: like after his complete arc in the clone wars you can see why he was so angry mm. in return or revenge of the sith you know when they didn't give him seat, he's like are you guys kidding me i went through all of this all of this yeah. And you're just going to deny me? The hell with you. Ahsoka is right. <laughs> yeah. And he turns his back in a pretty epic way.
0: Yes. On uh the Jedi order. In an, in an incredible way. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think we all know what happens to Anakin. That's
1: not much of a spoiler. Uh yeah, 30-year-old spoiler. I think we're okay to talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Might be even like more than 30 years now, but uh, but the funny thing is, is the 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 the, uh, the voice cast really brought a lot to it. Specifically, I, yeah, yeah.
1: Specifically. I'm really glad you brought that up because I. Oh my god, the voice acting on this show. <laughs> yeah, Kenobi is unreal. Oh James my god, Arnold Taylor. Holy smokes, that dude.
0: And you wouldn't expect him to voice Obi Wan Kenobi if you watch the behind the scenes stuff, because he's like this dorky white guy from well not a white guy he's just some he's some american guy you know he he sounds like he's from like middle america nowhere if i were to pull up his profile i could see where he's
1: from but like he's he's doing an impression of ewan mcgregor who's doing an impression of alec guinness yes it's like spot on all three of them i mean i I mean i guess all two of them (laughs) alec guinness doesn't do an impression of himself but the two of them it's just like it's you know that that man that you see in the first movie you see him for 10 minutes maybe and you don't know who he is just some dude with a lightsaber and he knows a droid and yeah. hello there you know you don't know who this guy is and then by the end by the end of this series you're like feeling for him
0: yeah he without, does
1: without jumping too far into it, it his story continues with the rebels and you need to finish the series and finish that arc too because that <laughs> is a fantastic show
0: you know, you, I just started, need to finish
1: the Kenobi arc.
0: Yeah, I just started on Rebels, and I know they sort of continue on with what happens with Darth Maul, uh, yeah. and they continue on what happens with Obi Wan Kenobi. I haven't gotten quite that far yet. I'm a little halfway through the second season, so. Oh, see,
1: well, you're halfway there. There's only four seasons.
0: Yeah, so it's not it's not too much of an epic undertaking like Clone Wars was. <laughs> Well, I was watching just like over a hundred episodes. No,
1: it's not, and the and that it goes by pretty quickly too, which is nice. Yeah, and uh, like, like One last thing. One last thing about the Rebels is like that that show really focuses on like bringing the younger crowd into it. Mm. You know, it's all focusing on the young kid Ezra who has, he was force sensitive. Mm. We'll keep it there, but yay to Dave Filoni again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, Dude, student what these doing.
0: Yes, uh, Dave Filoni really has to. He he kind of reminds me a lot of, I, I can't remember the name of the director, but he did Doctor Strange, or I'm not not Doctor Strange. I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Sleep, and he had to make a sequel to The Shining while also pleasing Stephen King. Mm-hmm. So Dave Filoni sort of has the task, in a way, of pleasing the Star Wars fans while also pleasing George Lucas, you know. And he had to kind of make it amidst these movies that weren't particularly well regarded and he did a great job of actually getting people invested in the Clone Wars because if you think about it when Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones came out we were we didn't really care about the Clone Wars because they were just kind of these guys that were clone copies of Jango Fett and they you know they all looked and sounded the same there's no characterization to them and they're fighting all these robots who are basically just dumb, mindless robots. Yeah. And there is there is, there is nothing to hold on to. No sense of loss, no sense of real war, no anything. And the thing I loved about the Clone Wars is that you actually get to know the clones as individuals. You get to care about them. And that's hard to do when every single clone is the same person. And the, the, the great thing that they did was the, the guy who voiced The clone troopers is is that d bradley baker who voiced him yeah yeah i I believe so Mm -hmm. i'm getting my uh triple name uh actors mixed up d bradley baker and james arnold taylor mixed up here uh d
1: D bradley clone troopers every single one of them
0: yeah i guess from my (laughs) research he recorded every voice separately and gave each one of them a different inflection so he would write down a particular adjective for each one uh, so he would sound a bit younger for one of them and a bit older mm. for others, and you know we make one sound like a bully, one like a grunt. And they really see why these clones got along really well, and especially when you get to the final season that uh, takes place during the events of episode three. Yeah, it, it really sinks in how
1: heartbreaking it is when yeah, those that, those last four episodes. It's 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 like a movie. It's a it's a feature-length film if you crunch those four episodes together it's unbelievable so it, good seriously yeah. it's, it's some of the best star wars that i've seen mm. honestly
2: it, the, it really the, the show is. and the
1: mandalorian are just nailing it absolutely nailing it yeah that that's that, that, i never thought i never thought i would have had to say this but it's say, that like they're saving star wars from itself
0: <laughs> they you are know, if, it,
1: if, it, if it was just the nine movies that are out there we would have been done you know, we would bend, we would, you know, like who cares? Honestly. Yeah, the, it, that's the thing. They, they gave it a shot with, with seven, eight, nine. They really did, but it just just isn't what. Oh, uh, that's a whole nother conversation, Mike. But I, I, we <laughs> we can get isn't. into it a bit because
0: I mean I feel your pain, man. I went to the. I remember going to the press screening for uh, Rise of Skywalker, and everyone was just kind of like what the hell did I just sit through? You know, it was it, 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 like that movie was literally, you could just picture the crew
1: running so, around. So like, jumbled. Yeah. So obvious, obviously hurried. You know, yeah. they just, they rushed through everything. <laughs> Rumors are that there's hours and hours that are, you know, laying on the cutting room floor. And it's just like, why, why did you go? Why did you put these people through all this? <laughs> you know, for what you put out? Why did you do that to these people?
0: Is it going to wind up like the Snyder cut where people are going to say give me the Abrams cut of... <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sure eventually. Uh, I mean, I, you, you could cut all three of these movies down to one and get some fantastic Star Wars out of it. I know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could. I think so. I mean, uh, it, 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 episode uh, nine felt a lot like it was was supposed to be two movies. Because essentially, they just gave uh, Ryan Johnson the script, and where every single other director for these newer Star Wars films were either fired or replaced or uh, examined under an extreme microscope for some obligatory reason. Of all people, with Ryan Johnson, they looked at what he did or didn't look at what he did, and they just let him go wild with it. Where he took all their plans from episode seven and went fuck it and chucked it over his head. Yeah. And then, you know, that's great if you want to make something on your own and create an entire trilogy. But halfway through uh, uh, a pre-established story, you're doing that,
1: leaving. Yeah, it, felt, it felt like a Rogue One situation where they were trying to like fill in gaps that weren't even there yet.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what, are
1: you, what are you doing? What are you guys even doing with episode eight? Seriously.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> halfway
1: through it, I'm just like, Huge Wait a waste of time.
0: <laughs> it, was a, it was an entor- enormous waste of time. Yeah. And all my critic friends disagree <clears throat> with me on it. But uh, a lot of them have ended up starting to slowly agree with me yeah. because they realized I wasn't just some guy going on the internet being like, it wasn't the movie I wanted and I'm mad. You know, essentially what it was is they, they took – I guess Ryan Johnson wanted to open up the doors for future filmmakers to do whatever they wanted with the next Star Wars film. But it was supposed to be the last film. And there was really nowhere to go with it because there was a pre-established plan. Well, not with J.J. Abrams so much, but at least they were hoping someone would establish something. And I'm going to guess once the movie came out, everyone kind of panicked. And went, oh, shit, we got it. We got it. We got to fix it. What are we going to do? And then they just sort of slapped together episode nine. But to your point on the television series, it's saving Star Wars because television is a writer's medium. And here they're allowing the writers to do their jobs. So they're able to create these arcs and these characters and bring a personality to Anakin where he's not just a whiny teenager, but... He, you actually see that his brashness, his decision-making, his independence really kind of makes him this noble Jedi that it does see the, through a lot of the other Jedi's bullshit, and he gets results. And I really have to thank Matt Lanter for uh, putting a personality behind Anakin that – I mean, I, I don't mean to sound rude, but Hayden Christensen just – I know that he didn't have good dialogue. I know he didn't have the best scripts, but Ewan McGregor still worked with it. Natalie Portman still worked with it, but Hayden Christensen, just oof.
1: Yeah. You know, he, he couldn't he, he didn't. It. He couldn't not brood. It's like, just, yeah. just don't brood for five minutes, dude. For five <laughs> minutes, can you not brood? Which he did in like the very beginning of Revenge of the Sith when they were flying. He was not brooding and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's just like this brooding, whiny... It's like, dude, just chill out. It's like I know you're supposed to be Darth Vader eventually, but it's like, yeah, but yeah like Matt Matt Lattner breath, breathe some fresh breath into this dude's, you know, yeah, well, the, difficult the, breathing apparatus. <laughs> the, 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 it's uh, a hard character to play. I understand that, but
0: <laughs> well, he brought humor <sighs> to him and a likability you know yeah. that was a nice thing you're like oh he's all right you know he you know he's got a got a good personality you actually see how him and obi-wan kenobi are close friends yeah i was and, just
1: thinking that the back and forth between those two and the tv show is amazing
0: the banter's great you're like oh i can wow. see how these guys get along like although obi-wan gets annoyed with the stuff anakin does he still likes him as a person and although he's a pain in the ass it's like yeah but i got to admit anakin does get the job done and, like, they're still – they're just kind of like these two guys that, you know, who've known each other for too long. So, they just know each other's, like, faults to a T. And it's beautiful to see that. Uh, unlike the movies where Anakin's like, eh, Obi-Wan, why won't you let me in? It's like, shut up. <laughs> but – and that's also thanks to uh, much of the writing staff of that show who uh, – You know, really brought a lot to it. If I were to look up, oh, that's the movie. Fuck that. Uh, I had that on my computer. Uh, If I were to bring up the writing staff on this show, I don't think Filoni wrote all of it, but there was a lot of people who did write it. Wow. Yeah. There's there's a lot lot of writing. Great. Yeah. Yeah, You got like close to like 30 writers on here or something like that. Maybe more. Um, But those guys really. brought a lot to the table because they had the time to. So, like, because the thing was with the Clone Wars, you had potential to do something with it, you know? It's just that someone needed to, you know, if, if George Lucas had a different screenwriter behind the prequels, we might have had a different story, you know, something a little more dynamic.
1: I just wish he would have stuck with his original plan, man, seriously. I know everybody hates the Jar Jar theory, mm. but I I do kind of like it. I I, on it. I'm. We're on a tangent, so I'm running with it. But (laughs) I honestly think that Phantom Menace set him up to be like the anti Yoda or whatever type situation. Mm. You know, when you watch it closely, there's there's clues. You know, when he goes home to his underwater planet or his underwater city, you know, Mm -hmm. all everybody's like walking away from him and they're scared of him. Like, why are why are they scared of Jar Jar? the, The setup was there, and then. You know, Luke, he like freaks freaks out from the audience backlash, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? No, uh, we'll just go ahead and create Dooku out of thin air and <laughs> Grievous out of thin air." Hmm. And I mean, going back and looking at it, if you look at the droids and you look at Jar Jar, think about what the armor would be that Jar Jar would wear. Looks very similar to what the what the armor or what the droids look like, right? The standard battle droid,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which Let's is what we
1: which is what Grievous was. So that armor that Grievous was should have been Jar Jar's armor. And I I know I'm on a tangent. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) But Uh, just like my idea for what could have been, if he would have stuck to his story would have been like, it would have been fantastic, man, seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not sure that's quite the case. No, it's not. But Yeah. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not sure if he really is a Sith Lord. Uh, but that would be an interesting angle, like you know. He could mean, up,
1: there is there yeah, is a theory on it. You should definitely go and check it out. And if you watch the first movie with that in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, he's like dodging tanks, and like he doesn't get he doesn't even get grazed in the first battle. Yeah. You know?
0: And the fact that he sent emergency powers to the Supreme uh-huh. Chancellor. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's got. He's a lot closer to Palpatine than you think. So yeah. I, you know, he, he is in Anakin's ear from day one putting doubt in the dudes in little anakin's ear and just 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 watch that first one closely with that in mind like watch the little theory thing on youtube or whatever
0: episode one
1: Rewatch episode one yeah Yeah. it's painful to watch that movie but if you watch it with that in mind and just be like yeah how's he you know how's he how's he doing this why are the people afraid of him when he goes back home you know that makes no they're not afraid of the jedi there's no reason for them to be afraid of the jedi
0: you're, I think I know what shot you're talking about. It's when he mm-hmm. goes back to Gonga. Is that the name yep. of the era, uh,
1: their yeah. city?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he goes through the bubble, and everyone's like, JoJo's back!" Oh my god, JoJo. Yeah.
1: They're scared to death of him. Yeah. Seriously. If you watch closely, they're scared to death of him.
0: Yeah, but. I think maybe he just wanted to make him goofy, and all those people kind of go like he's literally based on Goofy from, uh, mm. from Disney. Like George Lucas has said that, uh, but uh it's
1: it's I, mostly I, it's mostly my theory and I ran with it but oh my well, goodness I'd say what, what a story a two and three would have been if, if he would have actually stuck with what I think would have been his
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we could all theorize what it could have been I mean I could have theorized that I gave him the idea for the original title for the film because when I was 12 or 11 <laughs> when uh the movie uh was announced I wrote a hand a letter to George Lucas and sent it through the mail. This is before email and all this. And uh, on, on that letter, I told George Lucas, you should call this movie Star Wars Episode One: The Beginning. And then when I watched the uh, documentary called The Beginning, The Making of Episode One, when they're showing the dailies or the rough cut for the first time, it says on the screen star wars episode one the beginning so maybe you got an idea for me (laughs) that that 12 year old kid sent that letter you know (laughs) never know yeah but it would be interesting if you know jar jar if there was a scene where he's going and then he goes this is my real voice
1: this is how i
0: sound and then yeah yeah, because people think he's like but then he's just like no this is what I really saw, and then he like peels off the skin and he looks completely different
1: well you just put the armor you put the armor on him yeah. and he and he sounds totally different kind of like a Vader effect yeah just like oh that's a totally different character I'm scared
0: yeah <laughs> and it would throw off the audience people would be like he's
1: not this silly guy oh shit. yeah totally like he's an he's an anti Yoda like he's like he was designed to throw you off guard
0: yeah but, where where Jar Jar was goofy, Yoda was also goofy, except Jar Jar was tall and stupid. and Yoda, Yeah, because yeah. it's like when Yoda is playing with a flashlight with R2.
1: And he's like, yeah, you know. Thought, yeah, you thought he was a goofball. I mean, he's just a Muppet when you first see him. You don't know what the hell he is.
0: I mean, I could tell right away when I was watching it, like, oh, that, that guy's putting on an act. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'd say that uh, going back to the TV series, it actually does make you care about these things that otherwise you wouldn't give two shits about the movies because there there was a personality to each of these characters. I guess one, and it fills in some glaring plot holes that uh, I didn't realize, and we can get into spoiler territory here, uh, but I didn't realize until, um, you know, episode three... The, the, these these clone troopers are fighting with these Jedi for years, right? And then they just get the word to kill them, and they do? Like, were they yeah. double agents the whole time? And if they were, why would I care if I'm watching this show if I know they're going to betray them anyways?
1: And... Well, that's, that's what Star Wars does. They just do stuff and don't explain it, and then... <laughs> like, yes. you try and figure it out, and then... But, yeah, we do get, like, an amazing story on why Order 66 happened.
0: Yes, and it's fantastic. And that was in the fifth season before the – or, I'm sorry, the sixth season before the seventh. And they they get into that they were programmed to – it's kind of like a triggering mechanism for – I don't know if you've ever seen the Manchurian Candidate, but it's like when they would uh, uh, call the main character on the phone – and they would say to him, they would call Ray Shaw and they'd say, why don't you play a game of solitaire? And when they would say that, something would click in his brain and he'd take out the deck of cards and he'd wait for instructions on who to kill. And that was yeah, the same like a, it's thing. It's like a
1: brainwashing technique.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they kind of put in this brainwashing technique where they'd say execute Order 66 and instantly, you know, let's forget the Jedi, let's kill them. And you actually grow attached to these soldiers, in particular Rex, who, uh, you know, he, he's this guy who, who is your typical soldier. He loves his fellow brothers-in-arms. He'd do anything for them. And they really kind of get into what happens with him in the final episode of that show. And also in Star Wars Rebels, I did get to see what
1: happens with Rex. Okay, you made it that far, nice. Yeah, yeah. so, and that's pretty interesting. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah.
0: No, 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 no. It's, it's,
1: really nice. it's really nice to see him and the boys. Honestly. Yes,
0: yes. You, you kind of be like, oh, there's the guys, you know? Yep. And that's the thing. You actually care about these guys. The movies, they didn't establish anything about
1: them. Yeah, so. and that's that, and that, like another thing where the movies fail is like, it's like, okay, you have the original trilogy, you know, came out in 77 or whatever, and then you have the Clone Wars. It's the prequel to that. And then you have the sequels that just now came out. But there's very little that connects them to each other. You know what I mean? There's like two characters or whatever that are... There's a couple of droids and a Wookiee, yeah. But there's very little that connects it all together. And these, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels and Mandalorian, it's all tying everything in together, which is finally... Oh, man, it's 2020, but it's like... Yeah, it's it, like thank you, like Dave Filoni, thank you again. Thank you for doing
0: George Lucas's <laughs> job for him. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like saving, save, I'll say it again, it's like saving Star Wars from itself. It's, yeah, it's, that's what these shows are doing. Do you think
0: they're gonna do that with the sequel trilogy now? Do you think with? Because I know they have Star Wars Resistance, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it's doing that currently. Uh, but do you think they're gonna make a Star Wars TV series about? what in the hell happened you know to create a first order and why the
1: emperors around and all I that hope, you know? i hope not cuz they had their chance to explain that <laughs> yeah know, they had they their chance us, for they gave us they gave years. us <laughs> they gave us 8 hours of quote unquote quality entertainment and they didn't explain anything so it's like that we i don't need a backstory on you know, i don't i don't i don't I just don't, it would have been nice for them to explain some stuff while they were making these three to have them, you know, maybe have a flashback or two to tie in to the previous films, but they didn't do, I don't know why they didn't do that. (laughs) You know, they, I mean, they had, they had Leia, they had Han, but they, you know, they just didn't, I don't know. They had their chance. Oh no, I'm going to say no. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I was thinking they'd probably make a, either a cartoon series or someone would voice them. Or they would do a series live-action yeah,
1: I don't think it's would... necessary. I mean I think with the Kenobi series coming where we have you know Mandalorian which is tying rebels and the Clone Wars to it with Ahsoka yeah. you know that yeah, she
0: is coming that, up that's here. enough that's we'll that's see. enough yeah. we'll see if Rosario Dawson is gonna play Except isn't isn't Ahsoka gonna be really old it's is Rosario that-
1: Dawson but yeah, yeah she's no, I mean she's not older. Rosario
0: Dawson. Not Rosario. I mean, Ahsoka. The character would be really old at
1: that point. She's she's older. I mean, she's the same age. She, you know, she's ages just as Anakin was, and Darth Vader's around. So.
0: Yeah. So she'd be like <clears throat> 60
1: in that story. You know. Uh, so, uh,
0: so I'm wondering how they make that work.
1: But uh, did they? The... Well, we don't. We don't know the lifespan of a twilight.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, like, she was already, like, they said, like, her age in the movie. She was, like, 16 or 15 or something like that. So, if anyone looked at Ahsoka and was like, she's hot, uh, you're a pedophile. Um, but, <laughs> but I did I, I did uh, like how they filled in that gap where you find out why the clone troopers betrayed the Jedi. Why Anakin was so angry for not being granted the rank of Master. Because in the Clone Wars, he fought a lot of battles. Yeah. And he really helped out the Jedi and the Republic in a way that, uh, although it was all under the strings
1: of Palpatine's puppetry, still 100% was... Palpatine. Yeah. Dude, I, I want to back it up, like, all the way. Like, all the way to the beginning. Like, why... Do clone troopers exist at all? Yeah. So, so a Jedi Syphodius went back. Mm-hmm.
0: They they mentioned and, him in and, a line of dialogue in episode two, a tag of closing. Yeah, you yeah, find out who. Yeah, they they, Jedi they mentioned him, him
1: a be. little bit, a little bit here and there, but I honestly believe that Palpatine killed Sifo-Dyas, mm-hmm. went to the Kaminoans, started the clone army. He also created the droid army, and his singular goal was to rid the universe or the galaxy of the Jedi. He created both armies mm-hmm. to, to do what he did. I, I keep thinking about that, and it's just, like, why didn't they, <laughs> you know, like, seriously, baloney. if you're listening to this, holy cow, jump on that idea. But Yeah. Like, seriously, like, that's, because it, it, it honestly makes no sense for a Jedi to just go and create a clone army. You know, what, <laughs> what were they afraid of? There's no reason. But if Palpatine who was this master schemer, <laughs> you know, murdered this guy who did disappear after that. Like nobody saw him after that. Mm-hmm. Right. He just like, cre- you know, he, like this, creates his clone army, hires Jango Fett, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But.
0: Well, the, the great thing is, uh, well, the thing I want to say is the nice thing about Star Wars is <sighs> it really was, and I actually do enjoy episode three quite a bit, despite, uh, some of its issues uh particularly hated Christian's acting sorry
1: revenge of the Sith that's one of my
0: favorites i do like Honestly. it a lot like it's age, like fine wine to me yeah. it's it's uh because you really look at all the star wars movies this might be my second favorite one actually because although the prequels suck if you just skip all the prequels and get the bad taste of those first two films out of your mouth episode three is a really good movie you
1: revenge know revenge of the Sith yeah it's yeah. fun it's really yeah. fun
0: I mean, they kill fucking kids in it, you know, and they burn a guy to death. It's dark, and it is it is tragic if, you know, you're not associated with whiny Anakin from episode two, and you don't know that, you know, Padme knew him as a little kid, and it's kind of gross that he boned her, like, when they, when, you know, he was of age. Yeah, uh, that is
1: kind of, like, of all the flack that he got, like, Lucas got when it's like, you know, Leia kissed his brother or whatever, like, yeah. It's like, oh, there's, there's, you know, whatever, you know, is happening, blah, 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 and then they go and do it again. Like, what, are you, yeah. what are you, doing? It's like you did it like <laughs> on a worse scale than even the first. Se- it's like, what are you doing, man? Seriously. Uh, George, he's got some. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> dropped and derailed my train of thought on there, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like got they, some they, they, they did it once and then they stepped up their game for the for the prequel. It's <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean. Don't have a twenty-year-old chasing an eight-year-old. That makes no sense. Yeah, it was like it
0: was like a teacher uh, student
1: situation. So weird. Yeah. So weird. Ugh. Um, Ugh. But, but, yeah, but but to to like tap on your point about like the the violence. Like the Clone Wars is so violent. People <laughs> people die on that cartoon show. <laughs> you know, Ventress stabs a dude through the heart yes. and pulls him in close. And kisses him before he hits the ground
0: it's like that as he
1: kills him it's amazing cad bane snaps a dude's neck it's which it's, one is oh cad bane it's, again is he the uh he's, he's a the, clint eastwood guy right yeah the, yeah exactly the bounty hunter with the with like the hat
0: yeah he's supposed the, like to sort cowboy. of he's like an alien version of clint eastwood cowboyish hat mm-hmm. yeah uh that yeah that, the thing was the clone Wars started out sort of as this uh it did start out like full-on kid show you know yeah. like it's like the first season honestly you could skip Like yeah, they, were, they were just
1: doing missions to head. save this planet and to rid this planet of the empire and that's pretty much where it is yeah uh they're, they're it was, the separatists yeah and, you know once it once it gets going they're like oh yeah you know what let's dive into this lore you know let's flesh out these characters let's mm-hmm. you know let's let's fill in these gaps like we like we've been saying and they oh my goodness yeah, it's seven it, seasons into it. They nail it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's really an exemplification as to why television is a, a a writer's medium, because you can establish things and go through a lot of wasted time in television where with film you have to condense everything and you just can't get into stuff like you could with a book. Yeah. And uh, with I, I know people are actually talking about they want to see a four hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. I don't really know if you'd want to. I bet in that four-hour cut, there's a lot of details that would be pretty dull. Um,
1: but I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of scenes that I wouldn't mind seeing, but for yeah. the most part, it's you know, it's like Ray working on building her lightsaber. Who cares? <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I do. I do want to see Kylo Ren in the cave lose yeah. to Darth Vader. I want to see that happen. But yeah, but I was talking about part, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. That's a four-hour
0: cut. And there are some scenes I would like to see from there that they showed in the deleted scenes, one of which you actually see Yoda land on Dagobah. And Rick McKellen, the producer behind the scenes, was saying he was like begging George Lucas to put it in. George Lucas said Mm -hmm. he just want to follow the story of Anakin and his children. So I understand George's viewpoint, but it would have been great to see that little scene of Yoda landing. And there's also a scene where they're talking to a young Mon Mothma with uh, 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 Padme, and they're establishing sort of the Rebel Alliance already before the formulation of the Empire. And
1: there's like a super fun scene where uh, Anakin is speaking droid (laughs) to the droids. Yeah, he's saying, (laughs) I think it means up. I think it means down it's ridiculous God. like he 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 speaks and uses the droid like the droid language comes out of his mouth it makes no sense
0: i know i know exactly they, they yes. filmed yeah
1: they filmed that and it's part of it and i could do without that
0: <laughs> that's why i don't want the four hour
1: <laughs> cut uh, like I, 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 I think the four i wouldn't mind cut. seeing like there's some extra like jedi deaths i wouldn't mind seeing but yeah for the most part we're, i'm good with the what is it two and a half hours or whatever it is i'm good yeah
0: I think the four-hour cut would just be a lot of that droid scene and just, like, pointless crap, you know? So, <laughs> Pretty you much, yeah. that. I mean, and the Clone Wars, God, if that was a movie, I, I'll say one major flaw with the Clone Wars is there are a ton of episodes that are just filler, yeah. you know? Just a lot of episodes that are meaningless and have nothing to do with the lore.
1: Well, it's a like, TV show. You kind of have yeah. to do that.
0: Exactly. So you I know. get it. It's fun. Like, it's good to turn on, waste a like 22 minutes on go okay cool you know but then in in
1: in like those like quote unquote throwaway episodes there's usually like one or two lines Mm. that is huge and impactful if you miss it then you really don't know what's happening what what was one
0: of those lines i'm trying to think (laughs) oh i don't
1: have any i don't have any off the top of my head but you know that's just how tv shows do it it's like they'll Mm. they'll bury like a little nugget of awesomeness yeah, in, in a crappy episode, and you're like, oh wait, I missed something. Like, yeah, you have to go back and watch, you know, the episode that you that you skipped because it was dumb. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I wouldn't say the episodes are. I wouldn't qualify any of the episodes as crappy.
1: No. Uh, no. I meant. I meant like other like TV shows in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. like episodes that are still like there's an episode of Breaking Bad where the whole episode is just like Walter and Jesse chasing around a fly, and that's yeah. like the whole fucking episode. And there's how many? A lot how
1: many- Hmm? And how many episodes did they waste on what's-her-face is uh, <laughs> when she was, like, a kleptomaniac? Okay. Who cares? To who?
0: I, I don't Raced even it. remember.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, like, yeah, exactly. Because a lot of the, the Clone Wars, there's a lot of episodes where it's just droids shooting at clones and nothing really happens. It's just stop the bad guy from doing the bad guy thing. And then that's it, you
1: know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you could, you could literally skip the first six seasons and just jump on season seven. And you'd be fine. <laughs>
0: Seriously, oh, wow.
1: you'd, you would be fine.
0: Well, you'd miss a lot of really important information and oh, I think,
1: absolutely. But you'd be entertained yes. and, you, and you'd get a lot of questions answered. And yeah, like the last, the last four episodes of season seven are just incredible.
0: Yeah. And I love what they did with the score with it because usually they use this very generic sort of symphonic uh score with the show which you know just kind of eh. but they kind of had this odd blade runner-esque uh sort of uh uh who's the guy who did the first blade runner music I, i can't remember his name but it was like Vescalis or something, like some Greek guy.
1: It was like Vangelis.
0: Yeah, Vengalis or something like that. Yeah, And it sort of sounded a little bit like that, where it captured the darkness that was laying underneath what was happening in the events of Revenge of the Sith. While you yeah, see d- d- from Ahsoka's perspective what's going on, uh, you know, d- d- while Anakin's going on his massacre, how you see things from her end. And that was Kevin... Uh, Kiner, K-I-N-E-R who did the uh, music, and I think he did the finale, and he couldn't really use himself to his full potential, he just kind of had to use, like, generic scores, because they're on a low budget, but in those last two episodes, they got to use John Williams' score, they got to use the track Anakin's Betrayal, you know, which is the Order 66 song, and they used some of that Blade Runner-esque music, and it's just so wonderful, I just... God, I love it. It's some of the best Star Wars, like you said, that I've, I've ever seen. It really sinks in the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker, as you see from another perspective, from someone who loved and cared for him. Uh, w- just the shock of what happened to him, because when we see him in the Clone Wars, he's this guy who cracks a lot of jokes, and he's smiling, and, yeah, he does get angry and short with people, but boy, like what when, when Ahsoka was uh, going through her little trials and tribulations with the Jedi, Anakin went so far out of his way to help her. You yeah, know. He tried. Yeah, and he'd he saved her ass. He saved her from from a very uh, a very glum future. You know, a very a very dark one where there wasn't much she was going to be locked up for the rest of her life. Okay, I'll just uh, he saved her from imprisonment. And, you know, you, you, it's kind of like when you get to know someone and then there's this whole other side to them that you had—you knew nothing about. Like if you're friends with someone for years and then you found out like that person like fucking killed his whole family. <laughs> that's kind of how it felt with the finale of the Clone Wars. Where you're like, oh, Anakin's such a good guy. Oh my God, he fucking murdered all these Jedi? Yeah. And he, what the hell? Oh, you know. And you feel for him, you know. <laughs> you feel for him and you feel for her, and it really makes it sink. It it makes the emotion sink in far more than any of the scenes in *Revenge of the Sith*. You yeah. know, where the, even the most crucial emotional scene was undercut by that ridiculous long no.
1: no yeah. Well, even even prior to that, when he's choking Padme, it's like. It, it just like it just wasn't there you, you I mean, like that, like that scene just didn't have what it, it should have had <laughs> i don't i don't know how to explain it you know it but seemed think...
0: like she was acting when she was choking no. and she couldn't clearly be like i'm choking you know and like it, and then he just dropped her She's like it was it was so acted out that you're just like oof <laughs>
1: it's like, i mean out like you, and like you were saying like hayden christensen just dropped the ball acting wise It it just wasn't. This wasn't his day, his month, or even his year.
0: (laughs) Well, it wasn't his career. After that, no one really. I guess I read in the IMDb research for Clone Wars, and this could be this could be just made up by some guy. But I guess Hayden Christensen wanted to reprise his role for the television show, but they went with Matt Lanter instead. And I'm not sure if that's true or not. But if it did, ouch. You know,
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, that's yeah, they're like, no, we want someone with a personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, enough shitting on Hayden Christensen. We love you, Hayden. We're sorry for the way fans have treated you.
1: Uh, it wasn't it wasn't his fault. Like you were saying earlier, the dialogue was garbage.
0: Yeah, but the thing was <laughs> like, like Natalie Portman had shitty dialogue. And so did you and McGregor at times, but they worked with it. Hey, list you know? baby yeah so (laughs) did you say a-list
1: yeah an a-list baby yeah sorry my apologies
0: sorry sorry hayden you're not on that list anymore all right no man everyone who played anakin really got the show i feel i'm heartbroken for jake lloyd and i'm Uh, i'm really i'm really happy that ahmed best is getting some love and it's so sad the way he ended up getting love because he basically had to reveal that he almost committed suicide in order for people to pay attention to you and a lot of times life, people don't give a shit until they find out that you're gonna harm yourself in some in one way or the other and then all of a sudden you know i didn't know that the fans personally attacked him i thought they were always going after george for the jar jar character but when i heard they went after him i'm like what kind of gutless thing is that to do like, the guy was supposed to play a silly character. He did exactly what George told him to do. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't do like anything are gonna get mad wrong. At,
1: you're going to get mad at Jim Henson because Yoda sounds weird? Shut up. Yeah, Seriously. exactly.
0: <clears throat> <But he>
1: people throat> are throat> assholes, man. I just... There's,
0: there's uh, a whole piece I want to do about toxic fandom and about everyone who was a victim of that, from Jake Lloyd to Ahmed Best to Kelly Marie Tran, you know, who were victims of this sort of mm-hmm. thing. You know, uh, I mean, especially the, the worst stuff that happened with Ahmed Best that affected him the most, there, there's these video journals that he does online. I'm just kind of going off on a tangent because it's okay. It's Star Wars. I've done so much Star Wars stuff I
2: can't.
0: Uh, where he he was talking about that people got – they said that he misrepresented uh, black people because they thought he did this semi-Jamaican accent thing or whatever which I never even thought of or established. I just thought he was doing a silly character, like Goofy from Disney. Yeah. And the fact that they were like, oh, you're misrepresenting our people. Like, I guess some people said that to him. That That's the, the, the toll on that's got to be enormous. And, you know, uh, it, it requires a lot of reflection. But... Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of diversity with Star Wars, I would say the Clone Wars does a better job than the new sequels did. Because oh, Ahsoka far, yeah. is so much more of an individualized <laughs> character than Rey could ever be. I talked about Rey's flaws, but Ahsoka, uh, she, she's great because you see someone who really was put through a dire situation who came out not on top, but came out as an individual and made her own path. You know, Ray didn't really make her own path. She just kind of ran into uh, the most famous people in the galaxy by coincidence and then <laughs> shaped her entire identity on, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker, who was cool with her like the last five minutes she met him, you know. So whatever. Uh, while Ahsoka decided to actually be an independent herself. And she really kind of surprised Anakin, surprised all the Jedi with her skills. I mean, in an alternate universe, she could have become a Sith Lord because she defied what the Jedi said.
2: Yeah. But
0: having said that, one thing I really loved about it is how you see... One thing, you know, I always hated about the Jedi in the prequels, and I don't think George Lucas meant to write it that way, but Dave Filoni kind of cemented it as that way, was just how big of hypocrites they are. You oh huge
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. You can't have a personal relationship. You can't have friends. You can't have a lover. You can't have children. You're basically supposed to be a monk. And on top of all of that, you have to follow everything that they do, everything that they say, and they're supposed to be war they're supposed to be keepers of the peace, but yet all they do is fight and kill and, and use their swords as weapons. And Ahsoka called them out on that. Like, how are you yep. guys? How are you guys supposed to be keepers of this peace when all I've ever done was be a soldier?
1: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know who said it, but somebody said it one time, and it really rings true to me. But if, if you look at the entire series and every character in there, look at Yoda, look at him closely. Yeah. he is the most dangerous. He was so complacent. He was just like, yeah, you know, we know what's going on. We know everything we're smart, you know, we know what's going to happen. You know, the rule of two, which let's get to that. Uh, Sith rule of two was BS. <laughs> you know?
0: There's always a master <laughs> and, and, and
1: an apprentice. Yeah, which is yeah. not true. Uh, and they stuck to that. They were like, no, there's always one and there's and there's a, an apprentice. I mean, you guys are wrong on so many levels. And, you know, Ahsoka <laughs> saw through it, Anakin saw through it, and both of them decided to go with that information in different directions Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) yeah
1: but it's like oh my god yeah the hypocrisy of the Jedi order come on you guys
0: they they really they did a great it was great where they made you see things in Star Wars that you didn't really see before you know they really uh, like what was the thing that infuriated infuriated you the most about the Jedi
1: makes me mad about the jedi
0: yeah because like i felt like anakin when i'm watching that show like fuck these
1: guys (laughs) you know what i I mean just just everything that we were just saying like if i was in that position if i was an an anakin-ish or an ahsoka-ish type individual i would see things i would see right through those idiots just the way that they did seriously and i don't know which way i would turn (laughs) you know Oh you know, uh, yeah. It's and it's just it's and it, it is like the overall complacency of the whole order is mm-hmm. just it's ridiculous, dude. Seriously. It's like we know what's supposed to happen, we know, we know, we know. And you don't. They're no. not and, and the fact that they weren't open to debate, that's that's not good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You like, know, Obi Obi-Wan says it, you know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Well mm-hmm. what guess what? Guess what your sentence is? Your sentence mm-hmm. that you just said. That's an absolute. Yeah.
0: You guys are idiots.
1: You guys are hypocrite idiots. They are. Because like. The fact that they couldn't see that is ridiculous. And the the only two that did see it, Ahsoka and Anakin, you know, ended up destroying it.
0: Look at what they did to. In
1: in their ways. Look at what they did to
0: Obi-Wan's life. You know, like that guy could have been with the uh, girl from Mandalore, which they established. He actually had a previous romantic relationship with uh this this woman who was the princess of mandalore or or they, high ruler or whatever the fuck you call it
1: and the jedi order kidnaps children that right there should be a red flag
0: <laughs> like for real <laughs> in fucking episode one like they're, they're, they 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 have uh anakin skywalker there he's nine years old and they're yeah. like he's too old to be training like too fucking old how young do they have to be wow dude you fucking pedophiles! Yeah. You know, like what the fuck?
1: Like that's uh, a red. That's a red flag, man. Seriously. They yeah. kidnap kids. They keep their kids away from children. Oh, what's it? You want to talk to your parents? No, never again.
0: Yeah. You never could talk to your mom again. Leave and we-
1: Fuck off. Like you're, you're just turning me into. You're turning me into an enemy. You're turning me into a Vader. How did it not happen before Anakin? That's what yeah. I want to know.
0: I think. Like it, seriously,
1: how the but, hell did it not happen before Anakin Skywalker?
0: It did, Uh, but not to the extent where Anakin really showed him who was fucking boss, where he just slaughtered the shit out of them, (laughs) including the kids, which uh, maybe killing the kids was a bit much. But then again, I don't know. uh, They would have grown up to be shitheads. shitheads. (laughs) But uh, the the, the thing is, like, not only do they abduct them, but then there's that episode where uh, Yoda has all these little kids train inside of an ice cave. And, like, they could have oh, no, they don't. They don't died in yeah, there. Yeah, they
1: don't treat the kids well.
0: Yeah, they put their fucking <laughs>
1: lives in danger. Yeah. And in, in, what is it, in, I forgot what season it is, but somewhere in the Clone Wars, the, you know, the Jedi children trainees are abducted by Trandoshans and hunted down and killed. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. don't, don't put little kids in that position, you guys. It's a child. Jedis, Jedis are assholes. They're
0: like Scientologists with swords, you know. <laughs> Even in Scientology, they beat the shit out of you. Like the main guy who runs it, like in this, there's a great documentary called "Going Clear" where they talk about like the guy who runs Scientology would just openly beat the fuck out of people. In there. Oh, that's like, happiness. Yeah. <laughs> so like th- that's that's why he's yeah, that's why you get like yeah, of course he snapped. Like think of fucking uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Anakin's talking to Yoda, and he's and. Uh, Yoda's uh, going, what's troubling you? Is there someone close to you? Are they in danger? Is it bothering you? And he's like, yes. And Yoda goes, well, you have to bury those feelings. You can't have anyone near you.
1: It's like, fuck you, Yoda. I'm a they man. That, they I, do that shit to Luke, too. And he's like, no, fuck that. I'm out of here. I'm hey. gonna save my friends. Fuck you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where you he's, knew Yoda was he stays a.
2: through it. Yeah.
0: That's where you know Yoda's full of shit because, like, even in Empire Strikes Back like yoda doesn't tell him like he says you must defeat vader right he never says no that was Return of the jedi he said you must defeat vader mm-hmm. right and then he's like is he my dad and yoda's like ah fuck you found out and you're like
1: what you could have told him that and the whole time they could have been like oh watch out for force lightning yeah why, <laughs> why didn't you warn me of that you know, know. come on
0: I know it's written for kids, and you're not supposed to put Jerks. logic behind it. But still, there's car- character motivation, yeah. and it's like the motivation behind these guys is just cruelty. You know, just treat these kids like fucking shit. Fuck them. Here, grab this, mm. grab this weapon, uh, and we'll throw you in the middle of a war. They're war children. That's what they are. They they breed war children. Pretty it's much. like giving a kid in the middle of an Africa and a fucking AK-47. Ah, uh, but. That's I rant. Fuck the Jedi. I'm joining the Sith. Or can it be in between? <laughs> there was a planet, actually, in the Clone Wars that did. There was a shade of gray in the Clone Wars that did address a planet where you could yep. be between the Force with the light try- side and the dark side. They explained it walked a away bit. from it. Yeah. Yep. They
1: explained it a little bit. Yeah. Two sides of the same coin. You don't necessarily have to pick a side.
0: Life is a balance of yin and yang, you know? You got you gotta be in the middle. You can't be extreme. Uh, but that that's the main thing that, that just makes me mad about Yoda and, and the rest of them. And the great thing is about another thing I love about the show are the characters that they introduced. You know, there's a lot of new characters who are fascinating. You yeah. know, you have Ventress. Who is... Ventress
1: is amazing. Oh. Hondo, Cad Bane, which I mentioned earlier. Chewie's introduced. Mm. You know, duku is pretty solid. Boba Fett. Oh man. Let's talk about Bob Effect for a minute.
0: <laughs> okay, yes, let's talk about Bob. So, he was just finally, like,
1: yeah. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. You're you're on to something. I like it.
1: Oh, I was just going to say like finally we get to see like who this person is, even though you know now they they may be changing the story, but it's like who who this like who he was and who he became are like two different things. And that's I don't know. It's it's just nice that we got to see A little bit of a backstory and we didn't see much it's only what like two seasons i think Mm -hmm. we didn't see much but yeah we got we got to see him grow up a little bit
0: what we got to see was we got to see because all we knew about boba fett in attack of the clones was that his dad was the dude that they made all the clones off of because of fan service and he his dad got his head chopped off by mace windu you know and then he's just holding like his helmet and he's sad but then Mm -hmm. that's it and here you actually see Boba Fett as like a little kid taking charge over adults, saying, "I want to go and kill uh, Mace Windu because he killed my dad, and I want to kill the Jedi." And you actually see him even as a little kid be this little badass, and and the, and you could see how it shapes him into the survivor that he is. And like they said with Mandalorian, I think they're bringing Boba Fett back because. You know, infamously, they killed Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit through like this visual gag because they didn't know he'd be so popular. Yeah, Uh, was
1: another ball dropped by the uh, by the recent sequels.
2: mm,
0: Where where was seriously? Where did they show?
1: Well, I just I just think they could have incorporated him into the new story. Oh, in the sequels? Well, he'd be really old as Boba. He'd be like really. Yeah, but can I tell you what my idea would have been? Clones himself. (laughs) No, it would have been, oh, oh, kind of. It would have been, um, you know, Palpatine learns where he is. Yeah. Rescues him, throws him in a Bacta tank, and then he's just, like, the base for the Palpatine clones.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: he's, yeah. Like, he's, like, because he's, you know, he's an original clone, but he's an, an unaltered clone. But right? he? He, does, he doesn't have, like, the super soldier shit going on. He doesn't grow up super fast. Yeah. So he's like, an, he's, like, an actual clone of Jango Fett. That would have been perfect cloning material for Palpatine's reemergence, or whatever. And that's—I don't know—just another ball that they dropped. Me being a a (laughs) 35-year-long Star Wars fan, it's just like, oh yeah, you know what? I I would have thought about that.
0: Well, what I'm wondering is, but how could uh, uh, Palpatine? So Palpatine's clone would make a clone of Boba Fett to make other clones of him, who's already a clone.
1: No, I would say like <laughs> almost like almost immediately after Jedi, yeah, Palpatine hears that Boba Fett is like in the Sarlacc pit. He's like, but oh he's, shit, no, but let's he was, let's go get him.
0: He was incinerated. So he, he,
1: what? But he was incinerated. Palpatine? No, I think he survived. I'm good with that. <sighs> I'm fine. I'm fine with that idea.
0: That one's a little much. That was it, it. Was it's like even worse than like, you know, Leia flying around in space, seeing an elderly woman fly around like Mary Poppins.
1: I don't know, man. Because like, Maul got chopped in half. Yes. He survived. Yes, that's. <laughs> he was fine. A, Yes. Luke that's... got Luke got thrown off of a, like a cliff or whatever, you know, at Bespin. He survived. <laughs> you know, it's like ev- yeah. every everybody that you don't see die survives. Mace Windu survived. Boba Fett survived. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like if you don't see them, that Yoda gets. Tossed around by Emperor Palpatine continually.
0: <laughs> Although he's like and 850. He, yeah. He,
1: yeah, he falls stories. Like, st- he falls hundreds and hundreds of feet in Revenge yeah. of the Sith, and he's fine. So yeah. it's like, unless I see these people die, they're fine.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know. Do you
0: think, well, what they could have done, you know, what they could do is it sounds ridiculous. They could show, like, when Palpatine's falling, if he, like, Force. He does
1: the Mary Poppins thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he force pushes like,
0: himself into a ship and flies out of there.
1: Yeah, yeah. he just, like, gets force pushes himself into a vent, and, you know, he's, like, cool. He's, like, a little electrocuted again, but he's been through that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't It's so ridiculous the way people but you take, in Star Wars.
1: It is. But then, I mean, it, there's so much ridiculousness in Star Wars. Think about yes. blaster shots shooting door controls. It's either going to lock it completely, open it forever, <laughs> keep it from opening forever, or something else. Or there's sound in space. <laughs> yeah. It's, or like it's, it's like you shoot, you shoot, shoot some door controls in in Star Wars, and like random stuff's going to happen, but it's going to be what you want to happen. Or there's, like, whatever. Just you shoot the controls.
0: Yeah. Or, like, whatever. Uh, that's, like, every movie go-to. Shoot the controls, the door's open. Yeah, you a... know? It's like,
1: I yeah, can't yeah, get it like... open. Stand aside. Bang. Open. Let, that's the thing with Star Wars, though. Like, it either opens yeah. or closes or locks it or unlocks it. It's, like, just depending on the situation, it's like, shoot it. It'll work. <laughs> It'll, work. It'll work out. Just shoot it. Just shoot the thing.
0: Yeah. Who cares? Like, don't think <clears> about is it. it. Move on it's... In the... It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's so much ridiculous. I mean, uh, if you listen to scientists talk about Star Wars, they hate it because th- it's complete magic. And, oh, yeah, it's, it's magic. That's yeah. it's
1: exactly what it is. I mean,
0: lightsabers could I read what would a lightsaber be like in real life? And they said you have to get the science exactly right. And if two lightsabers collided, like everything around that area, I think even the planet would just explode you know so yeah um i would i i do say uh with the characters the new characters are amazing uh and they kind of made a new character out of darth maul speaking of characters who survive, because if anyone's seen solo uh which a lot of people haven't but i think everyone knows by now darth maul makes an appearance in the han solo movie and if you've seen the clone wars you understand why he's there at the time i didn't see the clone wars and i'm like how the fuck is darth maul alive you know <laughs> and would yeah, you his, find out yeah
1: his arc is almost better than ahsoka's honestly like his
0: he, you get why he's pissed off
1: <laughs> everything yeah. that he does is amazing seriously he's amazing because
0: oh. i mean george lucas wrote this fucking. it's like he pulled the same bullshit he did with i know he didn't write or I, he did partially write uh return of the jedi I don't know if it was his decision or not to kill off Boba Fett. but was the same mm-hmm. thing with Darth Maul, where it's like, Hey, here's this awesome character that everyone's gonna love. Let's kill him immediately. Yeah. You know? So then Dave Filoni's like, how can we bring him back? And... He's fine.
1: Yeah. Spider legs!
0: Yeah, so like... Spoilers, like, I mean... <laughs> what, I, what I'm wondering is, like, so Darth Maul falls a gazillion feet down into that shaft. I don't know how his, his skull and all his bones didn't immediately shatter. And he just yeah. doesn't look like a smashed watermelon, but whatever oh, it- the force, you know, uh, they can write something in there where he like force gravitates himself towards the bottom. And I guess he just was eating bugs for years and he like attached his fucked up spider body to him. He gets thrown onto a trash planet mm-hmm. where like his brother finds him. And he just used his anger for years, wanting to get back at Kenobi. To sort of uh, create his own sort of massacre, and it's yeah, a great just, arc. You could see how, because D- Darth Maul, when you see him in Episode One, he's kind of this
1: quiet, subdued villain. Yeah, he's you got know. he's got two lines in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, he does. And then in, in in Clone Wars, he talks a lot, and you get you get to learn like what's going on with this dude, and it's it's pretty impressive, honestly. Whole Mandalore situation doing? and his brother and you know they do like in Reb- in Rebels and in uh, the Clone Wars series they do give you a little bit of the magic mm-hmm. of the force like you do see the magicians and like the sisters and like all this kind of stuff that they're never going to mention in any movie because nobody could be able to handle that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes yeah, so so they, they literally use like, witchcraft.
1: Yeah, like they do like dive into like explanation of like what the force is and like what is like actually happening and like you're never gonna get that from the films they will never explain any of that.
0: As a matter of so fact, it- what they do is, and this is on George Lucas's original plan for the sequel trilogy before Disney, you know, told them to get fucked. Because they, because of how the prequels turned out and all the sort of <clears throat> vitriol that was pointed in his direction at the time, he wanted to go into the world of the midichlorians. and it was uh, they were going to follow these beings called the Wills, and it was going to be about that sub, uh, you know, atomic particle world, and they actually do explore that in an episode of the Clone Wars where Yoda goes to this planet where it's consumed by the Metachlorians, where the Force tells him what to do, and he faces an evil version of himself. And then he uh, ends up kind of overcoming his own demons and, and learning the power of the Force within himself. And when you actually do get into that world, it's kind of fascinating. And maybe they could have done something where someone wasn't particularly controlled by midichlorians where if you have a certain blood count you can't ever be a jedi where yeah. they maybe could have explored something beyond that well actually you could be and sort of rewrote that and in a way they kind of did that with the clone wars as well they ex- they go into this lore that you could really only do through television you know because you can't make a movie on all this stuff and especially through a cartoon series you don't have to worry about the special effects not looking so great or anything because it's a cartoon Mm-hmm. You know, which is, uh, that's going to be tricky for the Obi-Wan series. They, they did a wonder, oh God, The Mandalorian. I can't believe. It's gorgeous. What they put yeah.
2: Yep.
0: It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no difference between television and movies now. And it's really going to reshape the way we see films, especially in the midst of this pandemic, you know, with how they're going to handle those special effects. Um,
1: yeah, I think they, that, shows, that shows ahead of the game when it comes to that. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, they do everything in studio. There are no exterior shots on that television Shit. show at all, which is incredible. I didn't know that when I was watching it. Yeah, to, there's... To, to learn that and, you know, and then to see it again, it's like, oh, my goodness, these, this, the technology today is incredible.
0: There's no green screen. It's... I guess there's like rear projection, but a mm-hmm. very updated version of it. So the actors have something to interact with. And that's amazing. That, that's incredible. But in terms of expanding the lore, they actually go into Darth Maul's character. Uh, he's played wonderfully by Sam Whitwer, um, who's like, you wouldn't, uh, this dude's like sexy in real life. Like he's ripped and he's like, he's he's like a good looking. Oh my God, I just clicked. He's from Glenview. He's from Glenview, Illinois. What do you All know? Right. Uh, and yeah, he does a great job with, uh, if you see, and he's a huge. Huge Star Wars fan he's like the biggest nerd if you see him in interviews about it uh, he really brings a lot to Maul, where he kind of channels like what would someone be like if they were trapped inside of a garbage planet you know for 12 years living off of insects where the seething only thing and hate yeah just seething and hate and he really brings that forward and the Darth Maul we know in the show is very different from the movie I mean, not only because he talks more, but because he's completely imbalanced emotionally. You know, he he just kills, he murders children just to get Obi Wan's attention, so he could yep. kill him. You know, I mean that show went from a kid show to being a very violent television series. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, because it's brutal. Yeah, not in terms of blood, but in terms of
1: content. Um, death in general. Yeah. I mean, you do you see it in the in this show, which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Not a lot of cartoons will show you death. This one yeah. does. It's fantastic. Love it. Thank you.
0: You can't you can't dodge at a certain point with Star Wars because the whole thing's revolved around war.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You, you know you <laughs> can only just... sugarcoat it for so long until it's like, all right, we gotta, we can't we can't have everyone just making jokes and getting along here and shooting robots like we actually yeah. gotta chop some heads off and have some casualties, you know. And they do kill off some some main characters in the show too where I remember I was watching one episode. Uh, I don't want to say who the character is, but I remember they killed him or her off. And before that happened, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great if this character died right now? And then it did. And I was like, yes! Now we have stakes! We have something to happen, you know? (laughs) And you don't see a lot in movies. Everyone miraculously survives. Although uh, in the Avengers film, uh, Endgame, people die. And that's what made that movie so good. And it wasn't a cheap death. Uh, mm. but Sam Witwer really puts a lot to that character, just that anger. I, I did see the Kenobi clip from Rebels on YouTube where he's oh see, man, Kenobi, I'm so mad at him!
1: Kenobi! <laughs> yeah, just wait, dude, just wait. Oh my goodness,
0: yeah, I'm excited. They really bring an arc to Darth Maul. He could play yeah. him in live. Did he play him in uh, the live action version of him in, in solo? Because his
1: face, uh, yeah, looks I think like so. I think. I think he did. It... I know. I'm pretty sure he was the voice. I'll have to look that up.
0: Yeah. I think it might have... Yeah, I think they gave him the whole shebang. I think the, the makeup, everything. Because uh, he does look a little bit like him. Uh, but it's amazing, his, his arc. And I would love to see a Darth Maul show, which would be incredible. Uh, there's a lot you could do with television that you could do with Star Wars that you cannot do with the movies. And I... I think, as you were saying, I was gonna ask, uh, but do you think? What do you think the future for Star Wars holds, especially now that movie theaters have a very questionable future? I know AMC is reopening, but it's gonna be short lived, I think. I have
1: a lot. I have a lot of hope with these shows, honestly. Yeah. Like the the Mandalorian proved that they know what they're doing. You know, the writers are dedicated. You know, the material. Obviously, you know, Star Wars material is solid and it's gonna look cool, but. The, the way that they wrap the story around it and bring things from these cartoons into real live action is amazing. You know, like yeah. we saw the Dark Saber. We're gonna see Ahsoka. You know, it's like we're gonna we're gonna see tie-ins to just make it all make sense. <laughs> you know, which again, like the the movies barely did. You know, they barely <laughs> tie it. They barely tie into each other. The three the three trilogies as individual trilogies barely connect to each other yeah and that's you know these tv shows the three that we have now and the, the handful that are coming i think i oh, know man i'm hopeful i really am
0: i am too i think uh they're gonna fill in a lot of gaps and they, they could i mean although they did rush episode nine through the door they were lucky to rush it in the year before we got slammed with this huge pandemic this is a star wars it's just the. Disney had the intel from the White House since Disney controls everything. Wow. They're like, oh shit, the world, like everyone's gonna be locked inside. And people won't buy movie tickets. Get this film out. Uh, but I would like to, you know, I, I was wondering though, because there was a lot of controversy about it. Uh, Disney essentially took all the expanded universe and tossed it in the garbage and said it's no longer canon. What are your thoughts on these television series now being sort of the official canon?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. Honestly, if they're going to give us the quality that they're giving us right now, like the, the man, I mean, the Mandalorian, if that's going to be what is canon from now on going forward, I'm fine with that. Especially yeah. if they're going to be pulling in, you know, it's, ex- fantastic character characters from rebels and the clone wars and you know even going back to the the prequels the original series and then the sequels are going to be pulling from all of that and i don't know i'm for it i'm i'm, I'm for it
0: i'm actually for it too because I'm, I'm excited about it from a writing perspective it's like how could you really go through all that expanded universe stuff and forget to miss details and that it would screw up whatever you wrote and contradict it and all that you know with disney making the canon they actually they make it easier for filmmakers to follow what's already been pre-established
1: and 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 that being said it still is star wars so if there mm -hmm. are stories that are non-canon i'm fine with that too no go nuts you want to make your own star wars movie and have it outside of the known star wars universe go ahead (laughs) why not
0: yeah I make fan films still and I mean that's sort of what all the expanded universe stuff is and honestly I never even knew the term canon uh, until like they used it in 2014 when they announced uh, the new Star Wars films I always just thought of all that expanded universe stuff as like fan fiction you know I didn't know that it was actually part of the actual story or was considered that. Um, it,
1: most, it mostly was fan fiction if you look at it, because yeah. you know, the dude that came up, the creator of the series, didn't write most of it, so <laughs> just like it literally just came out of thin air, and which is totally fine, you know some of my favorite stories are non-canon. There's a, a book, mm-hmm. uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, that <laughs> does uh, I think it's five stories of the, the bounty hunters that are on the deck of the uh, uh, was it, the Executioner? Mm-hmm. In uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, you
1: know, it's five fleshed-out stories about those five bounty hunters, Boba Fett included, and they're all fantastic stories. Um, canon or not canon, I don't care. They're good stories. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: Absolutely.
2: So like
1: they're out there. They exist, and it's fine. But yeah, the, fu- the future of it, the Kenobi series, the Mandalorian series, whatever's going to come next. You know, I'm I'm good with it.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm excited to see what they. I'm really excited for Kenobi. I think people wanted to see that for a while. And you and McGregor did a fantastic job. I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, Wedge, who is in the movies, he's actually his uncle uh, in real life.
1: Oh, really? Wow. Dennis
0: Lofton. Yeah, uh, I probably said his name wrong, but you know, it, it's on the. His name's on the back of my Rogue Squadron Two game, sure. game. Uh, but he was his uncle. That's how he got the job, but I mean, McGregor did a phenomenal job with that role. I, I really yeah. can't think of anyone else who could have played him. No. Just no.
1: <laughs> it's and only keep, McGregor. That's it. Yeah, and he had to keep
0: that a secret, that, that, that Obi-Wan show, for a, a really long time, like I think 10 years or something like that, you know? Um, so it's like, God, just imagine having that contract for so long. Uh, and uh, But I'm excited to see where where they take these stories. Uh, I know, like, even Disney CEO doesn't take the canon stuff that seriously. They, they ask him, what do you think of all this canon stuff? And he says, it's all made up anyways. You know, so it doesn't matter. I think Bob Iger said that. Uh, but uh, I am glad that the Clone Wars kind of brought in writing and characters and a personality that uh, in the scope of everything that we're talking about, from the Mandalorians to sequels to Rebels, it sort of introduced the idea of expanding upon the Star Wars universe in a way where it it provides more weight to the prequels and to the sequels and to everything else. And I think Star Wars is going to be saved via the small screen rather than the big screen. And it's, uh, it's funny how... Star Wars, recently, to me, it's kind of proven itself to be better television than Star Trek, which started out to be television. And I'm not getting into, like, a Star Trek versus Star Wars (laughs) thing, but, like, if you look at Star Trek Picard, for instance, I heard that show wasn't very faithful to that character. And also,
1: yeah, like, I saw it. It had some promise. It had some really cool stuff in it, but it overall, it made no sense honestly and we'll, i'll just leave it at that
0: <laughs> i saw a few clips from it and there's like parts in it where they're using profanity and i'm like why yeah. are they saying fuck this and fuck you and shit that in star trek
1: so that we would talk about it right now <laughs> yeah that's why Liter- literally the only reason
2: <laughs>
1: it seems
0: so out of place i'm like what what the hell this is star trek everyone's very eloquent and 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 uh well spoken and educated, and all of a sudden they sound like they're in a trailer park. Like, what the hell is this? It's like they got the mark so wrong with Star Trek, but yet with Star Wars, everyone comes to, like criticized Star Wars so long for being dumb and boring. And now we have this series that actually brought intelligence and character into it. So Star Trek's got some catching up to do, you know. They gotta they gotta go back to the roots and just be more talky and less action. Don't be don't try to be like Star Wars, Star Trek. Just be Star Trek. Just, um, I
1: mean uh, to stay on the Star Trek sco- uh Discovery's been pretty solid. Okay. Uh, I will give that I will give them props for that. That is a good good solid show. Definitely so, worth the watch.
0: So that one's not just a bunch of action. It's actually more philosophical like the show is.
1: Yeah, it's it's a combo. It's, okay. And it's well it's well produced. It's got oh, okay. the, the lead character is a really I want to get into it, but it's a solid solid arc. It's good. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Well, you know, that, that's great. Uh, if you were to pick a favorite character from the Clone Wars, who would it be, like, of the new characters?
1: The Clone Wars? Oh, it's Ahsoka, easily. Yeah, I think so, too. She's, she's awesome.
0: I mean, it's funny how she was written. Originally, she was written for the Clone Wars movie as sort of like this way to appeal to the female demographic, but she ended up kind of evolving as they developed the show into this yeah. individual character that's... Fascinating to see her arc, and I can't wait to see her in live action. Yeah, I don't. She's know if when
1: she's gonna... when when. Oh, sorry. Yeah, when the, when the ship is going down, and she's telling Rex that those men might be willing to die, but I'm not the one that's going to kill them. Yeah, you just want to cry for her right there. Seriously, yeah. just like that's... she's just she's she's so right, and she just has absolutely no options. <laughs> you know, she's looking at the fate of a hundred of her friends, yeah. and just. Like, I'm not gonna kill these guys. They want me dead, but I'm not gonna kill them, but we still have to get through them. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Ahsoka, I'm so sorry. I feel yeah. so bad for you right now.
0: If, if, uh, so how were, how did you find out about the Clone Wars show and how to finally check it out? Because when I first heard about it, I thought, why the hell would I want to see that? The prequels were junk. You know, I, well, they're not junk. The Episode 3 was good, but like, why would I want to see it? I hated Attack of the Clones. Why would I want to see mm. this show? And then I find after everyone told me to watch it, I watched the first season. I'm like, yeah, this is what I thought it was. But then, yeah. like I said earlier, once I get to Mandalore, I go, oh.
1: You know, yeah. no, I, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. I, I heard about it. And I was like, ah, Star Wars cartoon. Like, who cares? And then, you know, you're watching the first se- season. Luckily, I didn't catch it live. You know, if I tried to watch this in 2009 or whenever the series started, I would have been yeah. like, I'm, I can't follow this. It's It's too much for me, but. we live in the future and I was able to stream season after season and really get into it. And yeah, yeah, if if you, if you can power your way through the first season and a half and, you know, get, get yourself to where it really starts picking up. It's the payoff is incredible. Like the last, the last few seasons are amazing and the last four episodes of the entire series are just, like I said earlier, the best Star Wars that might even be available.
0: Yeah. And I, I'd say there's an option on Disney Plus, I noticed, with the Clone Wars. They have this option that says, like, key episodes. So they'll just show you, like, they'll just show you where to skip straight to the episode where you find out what happens to Darth Maul, you find out what happens to all the Mandalorians. You can just skip straight to those episodes, and I think Disney Plus will just show you where to go. So start no, nice. start doing it that way, and then go to the final season. Yeah. Uh, that way you can skip whatever that four episode arc was in season six I believe where it was just about the droids and this little frog who was only a map maker and they found out he's just kind of a coward and he ends up becoming friends with them which you get within 10 minutes but they've decided to stretch it out for four fucking episodes (laughs) like you can learn how to skip some of that because there's a lot of fat trim uh with the Clone Wars I will say that but if you could trim that fat there's some Great stuff, and we really care about these clones. One show I would love to see, on that note, is I would love to see why did the Empire drop the clones and replace them with these useless stormtroopers who couldn't even aim? You know, because they just have a throwaway line in Rebels, like because
1: many more, because the the Clone War was over, the war with the Droids was over, and all they had to do was push around people. And you know, if you're you're arming an army to just push around civilians, you don't really need to outfit them as well as much. Mm. And uh, I think Rex even says it in I don't think you've gotten there yet in Rebels. He's like, you know, this Generation One armor is so much better than the Generation Two. It's like because it was made to go up against droids that were actually, you know, fighting on Mass to kill you guys. Mm. And now, you know, as stormtroopers, they're just cops. That's it.
0: Yeah, I need like the
1: most basic of protection once they became stormtroopers. That's just my—that's my my theory.
0: I'm just thinking like (laughs) that. That's something Dave Filoni could explore, maybe just in a movie. I don't know, but uh, the thing is, like, the stormtroopers are so inefficient and crappy at their jobs, yet the clone troopers are fucking badass. Like, they can they could shoot from a mile away they you know they're they're great shots they're uh, incredibly skilled but as we know with order 66 uh, there was only a select few clone troopers who didn't follow that order because well we won't get into what happened there but they weren't brainwashed essentially (laughs) and I'm thinking, do you think maybe the clone troopers, they didn't have use for them anymore because a lot of them staged mutiny against the Empire and realized that he was using them and then the Empire had to kill them and then just hire a bunch of kids who they would sweep up and turn into stormtroopers? That's something to consider.
1: But I don't know. I, I don't think so. Because you know, there, were, there were so many clones and there were so many like still coming that I'm sure they would have used them.
0: Yeah, because they could have made yeah, just, far more efficient soldiers than the stormtroopers. Yeah. Like stormtroopers. But
1: as, but as far as like, like the stormtroopers and like the original series and pretty much every series, like continually missing force wielders. That's something that Star Wars dropped the ball on. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, because we talked about this before. Like the, you know, the the clone army, the stormtrooper army, and the first or- order army are mm. all brutal brutal massacres like they murder people consistently but somehow when they're shooting at people that wield force powers they miss <laughs> and it, that's just something that like they don't really like focus on like nobody in any of the series mentions it. it's like force people with force powers or that are able to wield the force have like their own shield basically That's just like there it's just like, it, it's and like, just makes like people that in- just like makes people and that's just like something that like we forget about yeah, I think I it's know. just
0: a convenience of the writing,
1: you know. Oh yeah, it absolutely is, but yeah. that, that, that's me explaining their loophole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I'll say one one ridiculous loophole in all the clonosis, like there's so many times where like Anakin or Obi-Wan would get captured and it's like why not just kill them when they're defensive? Yeah. Fucking kill yeah. them, you know. They're like, "No, we're going to make you a prisoner for no reason." Yeah. Uh, Maul,
1: had, Maul had Kenobi a couple times and Yeah, he could have just Chopped him up. He's like, no, I
0: want you to torture. I want to torture you. Yeah. And then he kind of does that, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you could have just gotten your revenge and killed you. Could have chopped him in half and thrown him down a pit.
1: Yeah, just start cutting arms off. Yeah. Take an arm, take a leg, make him immobile. Cut him in half.
0: (laughs) You know, I don't know. And then and then just kick him down the same pit in in a fucking. And have him watch while he's severed. Like him, just murder a bunch of people. It's just as. Laudus lot of plan in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. Why. But I, I guess that's all I have to say about the Clone Wars. I'm glad I got to talk about it, and when I finish Rebels, I'd love to talk about that as well.
1: Yeah, uh, you'll love it. I, I'll, 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 I will warn you, there's a little bit more mysticism and magic in Rebels, so it might catch you off guard, but it's still fun. Yeah, it's I'm guessing
0: fun. it was written within the age of uh, people not liking the midichlorians as much
1: you know <laughs> although yeah. uh well they go they go into I'm more saying. of like that they they delve into like the magic of it similar to what uh clone wars does but they really go into
0: well i dug it i dug it when yoda went into the magical Metaclorian world like you actually kind of it, it went beyond just you know how what's your cell count you know it wasn't just nepotism you know, there's a little more to it. And I think that's what they can do with the midichlorians before people want to like immediately throw their plastic lightsaber at a television set. Um, but having said that, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we can, Where can we find you online?
1: Uh, oh, Cinema Obscura. We are Cinema Obscura on Instagram. Cinema Obscura Chicago at Gmail if you want to reach out. And Cinema Obscura Facebook.
0: And what do you guys do at Cinema Obscura? I think you take a lot of like independent short films and screen them on uh, TV, uh, cable access in Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, that's one of them. I'm basically a uh, a librarian of sorts. I collect Mm. uh, short films, music videos, documentaries, all sorts of stuff from independent filmmakers from all over the world, mostly Chicago, but we are worldwide. Put everything together in uh, chunks and uh, either air stuff on uh, CAN TV, which is a public access television channel here in Chicago, or we do, when we do have access to live events, we air stuff in front of people with uh, comedy and live music, also. It's a lot of fun. We do that out of Logan Theater here in Chicago. Yes, but uh, yeah it's, it's it's a lot of fun basically uh, trying to bring independent filmmakers and artists and musicians and the like together and create a new world of art basically. Yeah
0: and I think there's a great opportunity for that I'd love to do an episode on that uh, of the underground film world where I think we're going to see a lot more underground films being made because uh, crews can't use uh, or movies can't use such large crews anymore because of the pandemic and because I think smaller budgeted films will be made for theatrical distribution, so I think there's opportunity for independent cinema that we don't quite see yet, but it's it's going to be there.
1: I hope so. And if this is the dawn of the day of no more remakes, I will be happy. Let's, I go, in, let's go independent it's... cinema and just, you know, Hollywood, you had your chance. Y'all done.
0: Yeah. I, I'd say uh, it's a topic for uh, a discussion I had on my show, which I might make an article about, but I think we're going to get less franchise building films and more star-studded films with uh, individualized stories being released on a smaller budget in cinemas that have
1: larger returns. I want to hear that. I like that. Yeah. So...
0: Thanks a lot. Uh, I'll probably catch you on Star Wars Battlefront's Battlefield. (laughs) Woo! Thanks for having
1: me on, Mike. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So may the Force be with you. Check out Cinema Obscura. Cinema with an S, I should mind you. Uh, So S-I-N-E-M-A space O-B-S-C-U-R-A. That's Cinema Obscura. I'm Mike Crawley from You'll Probably Agree. You can find me at Y a reviews.com and you'll see all the links to our our Facebook our YouTube all that good stuff and on YouTube you'll see us playing Battlefront and you'll see how our team constantly lost at co-op
2: and died <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we suck so hard but we were I, bad. yeah <laughs> I, I leveled the shit out of my Yoda so I was good I'm already like level like I'm full level 50 on everything a long time ago and like nice. my, yeah, my my like, you'll see in the video like my gun got like all my classes are like a hundred something level, <laughs> so yeah. All right, well, thanks a lot, and uh, we will see you later.